Yeah, and it's lights out to all our new listeners. Yeah. The, the lights out podcast are coming to you straight from Entebbe uh, with the Formula One crew all the way from Uganda. Uh, Loris, are you pitch stopping today? Yes, I got it. Um, exactly. The 2019 Formula One season uh, is on, on a break, and uh, we witnessed uh, just before they went for a break uh, a really good race down in Hungary. But uh, of course, uh, the last of podcast will be bringing to you each and every race, every highlight preview, and we shall be analyzing what took place in the first 12 races of the 2019 Formula One season. And to kickstart the show, of course, we shall be looking at three races today: the Australian Grand Prix. Uh, the Chinese Grand Prix and of course Bahrain also in between those two races. But uh, uh, Mike, to bring you in, uh, uh, say hi to our listeners and basically tell them what we shall be doing on uh, the Lights Out podcast. Yeah, for everyone out there, every Formula One fan who has been looking for content, uh, an opinion to listen to. And these are a few opinions from a few Formula One fans. Oh, we just want to put our opinion there out there in the world and <coughs> if you critique us, if you agree with us. Engage with us, yeah. All right. And I think we shall be using a a three pit stop strategy. Exactly. <laughs> um, I hope uh, you don't attack me off my tail as we start the race uh, before the lights uh, go out there. Of course, uh, who would be holding the checkered flag today? Uh, Benja. I'm holding the flag. Yeah, as uh, as many people expected, uh, Mercedes. Uh, we all expected Mercedes to dominate uh, the Australian uh, Grand Prix, uh, which is which of course is our main uh, our starting point uh, in the podcast. Uh, the Australian uh, Grand Prix. We saw the Mercedes dominating, but of course, uh, for once, uh, it's uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, who took the checkered flag ahead of uh, five-time world champion Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but I think we should put some context into this and go back into uh, the winter practice. Yeah, yeah, winter practice when Ferrari came out and Ferrari was about uh, four seconds or five seconds faster than Mercedes. Yeah, and uh, of course there was a question. People asked, uh, uh, could this be the season for Valtteri Bottas? But of course, as we go forward, you you learn that uh, as the races <laughs> came uh, thick and fast, uh, Valtteri Bottas uh, melted away, mm. and it was of course his compatriot from the Mercedes team uh, coming in and uh, replacing him. Yeah, but we thought this was the year because mm. Ferrari fans over the years mm. just like uh, I don't know kept on telling us this is our year, this is our year. And we thought they had the pace this year. They actually had the pace in in, in uh, Barcelona during testing, winter testing. They really had the pace. The ferry was so fast. I was, I was, I was worried for the season. <laughs> I was very worried for the season. Yeah, Harris, you were worried for Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, I was worried for Hamilton. We thought uh, Vettel would overcome his mental block or whatever everyone is saying he's going through right now. Yeah, and of course, uh, it wasn't just a story about uh, Mercedes or Ferrari or McLaren. Uh, team has, of course, had issues uh, in Australia down there. Um, but, Romain uh, Gross had to retire from the race. But, and I want to tell you something interesting. Uh, the calamities didn't just stop uh, in Australia. He goes on again to suffer the same uh, issues down in Germany. And of but course, even when they went down to Monaco. If, if you look at uh, Australia 2018, yeah. the same thing happened. Grosjean goes out. Yeah, he had the pistol calamity. It was like, it, it's made to happen. I was just waiting for that point because the pistol looked good, but I still had the thing with me like, mm, might go wrong. So, but like, like we we have, this time, this time, it, was, this time it wasn't a pit stop issue, it was yeah. a will not issue. A will not issue. issue. So, yeah, which like, is a pit stop issue. Is, <laughs> it's uh, in a, a unique car company. We know they don't have the same goals as someone like uh, Mercedes or Ferrari, but they are competing with 
Red Bull per se. Mm-hmm. But right now, maybe this season McLaren has shocked people with mm-hmm. their new Renault engine. I don't understand how the Renault engine that uh, McLaren is using is not performing. <laughs> the Renault engine that <laughs> Renault, Renault is using. <laughs> so that's something that you're going to you're going to learn about or you'll hear about as we speak more on this podcast today. But uh, Haas, I don't know what their goals are this season. But the question is, do you think uh, Roman Grosjean should still be in the seat for Haas? Uh, actually, me, my personal opinion is. Uh, before the second half of this year begins, yeah. I think they should have replaced him. Well, from the, too much from, from one person. I think they have the, one of the most uh, outspoken uh, team principles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's quite vocal when he comes out. Yeah, good uh, yeah, He's quite yeah, vocal when he comes out. The Netflix show. I think he's, <laughs> he's the man to us. He's, he's like, the man. Features in every episode. Yeah, but I he's think like for Tim Hart, uh, yeah, the show. for Tim Hart, they were fortunate uh, down in Australia because uh, now Kevin Magnussen at least saved them some glory and uh, they fin- he finished sixth actually in that race. But the main highlight mm. down there, of course. Uh, it has to be Valtteri Bottas yeah. down in Australia. He gave us so much hope before the, the start of the weekend. It was the Bottas 2.0. He, he was he was so arrogant. He went, he went on to tell us that to hear about my concern, fuck you, on the radio. So confident, so arrogant. I thought this was his yeah. And then yeah, at, uh, after the race, Bono went on to tell us that Hamilton had uh, a problem with his, how they call it, the car. There was something wrong with the car. That's why he couldn't keep up as Bottas as much. Because Bottas was over 30 seconds faster than Hamilton when you cross the check and slug. And people were like, my god, this is Bottas 2.0. But Bottas will be here. how good Hamilton is a driver, regardless of whether Hamilton has issues with his car or his car is. I know he's in the best car, but there's the way he usually handles his car, even with whether he has issues, even when he has heating, mm. he'll cross that line and he'll get points crossing it. Sure. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, the other team, uh, just to bring it into the picture, uh, Ferrari. Mm. Uh, Ferrari drivers are uh, Charles Leclerc and, of course, uh, Sebastian Vettel. They are finishing fourth and fifth in Australia. Uh, good performance for them to back them up for the start of the season. And they came out, of course, and said uh, it wasn't going to be the trend throughout the whole season. And I think uh, between the two drivers, Vettel and Clark and Leclerc, uh, Charles Leclerc, uh, I think, has gone on to prove uh, by his statements earlier in Australia that uh, when the fans came out and questioned them whether it was the benchmark for the season, them finishing fourth and fifth, he came out and uh, quickly uh, silenced them uh, with uh, some good podium finishes. Of course, going on a run, four podium finishes consecutively. Yeah. Uh, the last one, of course, being uh, down in uh, Germany. Yeah, I may I want to dispute you there that uh, for a team like Ferrari, who hyped themselves saying they had all the pace. No one else was talking about how good their car was, yeah. better than Ferrari fans, or I, I think even Ferrari themselves. <laughs> and to come into the Australian Grand Prix, mm. I thought this truck was best suit for them. Yeah. And they went on to finish fourth and fifth, not even, not even third and fourth. Mm. Yes, I don't get it. Like, why? No, Ferrari is kind of the Chelsea of uh, Formula One. They, they've fired so many team principles. And uh, Mattia Benetto this year came in with a strategy of they are open because if you look at uh, Arabian last, yeah, last year, they were more of a uh, closed door. You saw Matisse yeah, make yeah, a mistake yeah, and true, Toto yeah. comes out and he says we made a mistake with Land. Arabian was that kind of man, but uh, but it was come out and it's very open. Tell that most press was going on with the team and exactly. all that. So when that happened and then we saw them in meter testing, we were like, Jesus Christ, this is this is the year. Yeah, and uh, you can't blame the drivers because actually Vettel and Leclerc have the pace like. Yes. They are good drivers, they are willing to take the machine to the limit and finish the race, but 
this machine has failed them in several races and Actually, not just Australia. So many things because I think the cars failed them and then the strategists have failed Ferrari so many times. So collectively you can say it's a team uh, a team failure. Yeah, I think the drivers you can't keep the word okay. The drivers are good. Uh, if 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 uh, you would put uh, I think uh, let me see if you put Vettel in the Mercedes, I think he puts a better competition than than Bottas. Yeah, that's Of course, uh, this is the new uh, podcast. It's the Light Out podcast. Uh, and if you're still listening, uh, we shall be bringing to you all the news analysis about uh, the Formula One. And of course, uh, we decided to start with the first three races of the season. That is the Australian Grand Prix, the Bahrain Grand Prix, and of course, uh, the Chinese Grand Prix. And uh, remember, you can check us out on all our social media platforms. That is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And also, we shall be available on most of your podcast uh, platforms. Uh, SoundCloud, Anchor FM, Cast FM, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and of course, AppCloud.com. Um, another race uh, that happened, no, uh, still on the Australianers, of course. Another team that uh, was quite disappointed, just to be renowned, uh, the recruitment of Daniel Ricardo must have given him so much hope uh, going into the new season. Yeah. I remember when the race began and Daniel Ricardo tried to make an overtake, uh, he went onto the grass, and then his wing got stuck under the car, so he had to make an early pit. Then, which later resulted into a DNF, there was smoke coming out of the car, retiring on his, in his home race. Exactly. Uh, disappointing 12th uh, place finish for him uh, on home ground. Must have been disappointing for him. But, um, how can Bag, his teammates, how can Bag get points in Australia? How can Bag came seventh in that race? Yeah, I think Renault is another co- confusing piece of, of, of this Formula 1. I, I think maybe they'll have a better second half of the championship season. Mm. But this first half has been full of. So much confusion. They have lacked pace in some of some of the tracks. Uh, McLaren out beating them. Mm-hmm. I think Sainz and Lando Norris have been like perfect this first half of the season. Although, yeah. although Sainz, yeah, Sainz, Sainz, I think had didn't finish this race. Yeah, Sainz didn't finish this race. Uh, he, actually, yeah, he was the first to DNF. But uh, later on, mm. uh, when he, he got to know his car better, yeah, I think he had like. I remember that first was it, um, but he has okay, he made like five, like three fifth finishes in the season. And there's one in Germany where he felt like he could have done better, so he was like, that's so good, no, 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 as though he had the chance to be, as though he's not happy to be there. Yeah, I think McLaren had a slow start to the season and they're actually performing yeah, better than Renault. Yeah, uh, Daniel Ricciardo is a hard one because he signed a two-year contract with mm-hmm. Renault. Mm-hmm. I feel he's a better driver, he should be in a better car. Yeah. And there's nowhere to move. If you he was coming from Red Bull, mm. the Mercedes seats were taken. Yep. He couldn't he couldn't go to Mercedes because Bottas was there. Of I course, think he yeah. would have he would have been a better second choice driver to, to, Lewis, Hamilton. to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. I think would have pushed him a little further. Though Bottas has been good this year. Like Bottas has been good. No, no, but we feel I, 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 he has I would not, not been say that. Good I would say Bottas was good in the first. Four races. Of yeah, the first four races. Uh, uh, he performed well in Australia, yeah. then Bahrain. Yeah, that time when they had one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, then as things began to fall back yeah. into place. Okay. You yeah. saw so Ferrari coming in and Red Bull also with Verstappen, of course, coming in and putting some statements in some of the races. The options were limited when Ricardo was leaving mm. Renault. I don't know why he didn't get like a, a one year contract. And then this year, mm. when Bottas is under, in like it's a decision year for him because I don't think 2020 he'll get the system and give it to Ocon with someone else. I think I'd rather have Bottas than Ocon. 
I don't know why Oko doesn't have any. He deserves to be on the grid. I don't see why I put him. I don't think he should be like in the midfield. Mm-hmm. I feel he should be like in the top four. Like mm-hmm. if Oko was at maybe Reno and Ricardo was at Madrid. No, but we saw Oko last year at, at uh, Fort India, and he was more of the same brave uh, like Sergio Perez. Mm-hmm. Me, to me, they, they were the same person. Oh, all right. No, but the difference is. It was Auckland's first year in Formula mm. 1 and mm. Sergio Perez has been there for a while. Okay. Um, another team I think uh, that uh, I would highlight, of course, uh, from Australia down there was uh, the Williams team. Uh, at the, in pre-testing, uh, uh, we saw Robert Kubica mm. and uh, George Russell, of course, uh, mm. coming out uh, even way before the season started uh, they, with claims that uh, they were not yet uh, up to it. Uh, yeah, but but, but it Williams is the big these, these two are interesting because Every race you watch, uh, Kubica and Russell are always competing among each other. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Someone can say they're in a league of their own, yeah. but, but not in a good way. Because yeah. all the past eight races, mm-hmm. they have been overlapped by at least one or two drivers. No, but that's but acceptable. Let's remember that Williams started, came into testing not very late. Two laps, uh, close to uh, three laps. Williams came into testing like three days late. Mm-hmm. And the whole season they've been telling us, I always watch George Russell in the interviews and he's telling us they have something new. but. One thing they have proved is that they have a reliable car. Yeah, they think they have no DNF. That's <laughs> one thing for sure. And, and they've been picking up speed slowly by slowly. Well, in Germany, they finished ahead of Veto. We, we can tell that's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get to do the points, but they were ahead of Veto. Okay. Uh, but in an unexpected turn of events, it was uh, Valtteri Bottas who won the opening round of the new season in a dominant display after overtaking, of course, teammate Lewis Hamilton at the first corner. It was plain sailing for the Finnish driver uh, who looks like a man reborn after a 2019 uh, season. Yes, uh, that is now what is happening in Australia. I think that's, we mo- that's something Hamilton has to work on. You yeah. usually have a shady. Like the start of the race, mm. I don't know. People usually take that advantage over him. If he usually, if Hamilton starts on pole, mm. I don't know. The start is always weird. Yeah, we expect to have a bloody start. Like we're going to be into term one. We're going to have a very tight tight race, which Bottas has managed to pull away. Max has, has pulled away. Yeah, Max um, and Max is good at this. When Max starts the race in those first two positions, he usually leads the race for some. The only thing that Hamilton gets is when it matters, mm-hmm. Hamilton puts in the pace. Like this recent, I know we're supposed to be about the first three races, but in Hungary, like when he was on those hard tires after that second pit stop, mm-hmm. like it, everyone knew Hamilton had to pass. It, Max. it was you know, it, Max defended for his life. Like I had not seen anyone defend this season like Max Straight mm-hmm. because there was that first time when Hamilton first attempted to overtake. Beautiful <laughs> racing, but you know, there's a thing Hamilton has been doing this season. He's always complaining. I remember I've forgotten the race. I think it was uh, can't quite recall, but he kept complaining. But then he kept doing better time. Like Hamilton would complain. Oh, Bono, the guy is slow. Oh, you see, a graphic <laughs> of the fastest lap, yeah. Lewis Hamilton. You're like, oh. what is this guy doing? Then again, it's Max, remember, uh, in Hungary, yeah. where he said, I'm doing this, I can't go any faster. And he was doing the bestest lap. I was like, uh, every lap is like taking three seconds away from Max, mm. but he's complaining about how he can't go any faster. I was like, what is this guy doing exactly? Oh. Okay, uh, moving away from the Australian uh, Grand Prix, we went down to Bahrain. And of course, uh, we saw there Lewis Hamilton uh, taking advantage of uh, the issues that Charles Leclerc had uh, with his Ferrari engine uh, to claim his first win of the season uh, down there in Bahrain. Uh, for Leclerc, it must have been disappointing for him because uh, he was leading for much of the race. 
But then uh, for nine laps, with nine laps to go, uh, the youngster ended up uh, being tied behind uh, Mercedes's uh, Hamilton and of course Valtteri Bottas. And this was of course the first one to finish for Mercedes in the season. Later on, we saw that they finished one to again for like uh, three consecutive races. Like this was another another race. Where would I have, would have believed that yeah, Ferrari maybe, maybe Australia was the Maybe Australia was the best. 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 Maybe Australia was the yeah, that's what I'm telling yes, you. Veto. Second and third. And so Veto messed up. You know Ferrari would have had a one-two finish in this race. Because hmm. Veto was just, I think he was like 14 or 20 seconds behind uh, behind Leclerc. And Leclerc could have had his speed and Veto and comes out in front of Veto to defend him, Hamilton. But hmm. immediately, immediately uh, Hamilton overtook Veto and Veto spun. Hmm. That was the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just got closer to like Leclerc, then Leclerc started to lose power. Yeah, all of go past him. Then yeah. Hamilton goes past him. Then Bottas goes past him, and so Mercedes one two again. Like it's it's seen the it's Ferrari is not reliable. That, uh, another race that the Ferrari yeah, can fail to the drivers. Okay, not for better. We don't know what happened. We don't know why he's fun. I don't understand why he's fun there. <laughs> they say mm-hmm. the aerodynamics of the wing. Yeah, but in this race, early on in this race, there was uh, there was sort of a battle between Hamilton and Veto. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hamilton, of course, having to endure a below par race for him. Yes, he won, but uh, for majority of the, of the race, he had to endure a below par race. And uh, there was that brewing battle between him and uh, Veto mm-hmm. until uh, lap 37, where they almost went head to head, and if it wasn't uh, just uh, it was like a whisker, three seconds uh, there was three seconds away from calamity, and then things got worse for Veto yeah. with uh, with the Ferrari driver spinning backwards. They said it was a win in that corner. Exactly, <laughs> but I don't know. Could someone <laughs> could someone maybe blame the fact that uh, this race was uh, under the floodlights and maybe you could cook up the case? Nice. Yeah. yeah, obviously Bahrain is. So you yeah. don't think they can't race at the day. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, no. And uh, the humidity at night was. Uh, I will not blame this race on anything with the weather, the track, or anything. I will blame Veto himself. Veto. Every time he's under yeah. pressure. And under pressure like from Hamilton mainly. Even last year. Even last year uh, in Germany. Yeah. Anyway, that corner we saw what happened this year, so we cannot. But the track was wet this year. But we shall get to that. Last year was wetish. Like, but okay, we shall get to that. <laughs> Very in a few episodes. Uh, well, my standout for the Bayern Grand Prix was Kimi Raikkonen in the Alfa Romeo, came seventh, and Lando Norris. Showed us what he made of. Exactly. I, I think this is why we saw Lando Norris coming of age. Yeah, there was a reason for everyone to be excited uh, at McLaren uh, about Lando Norris, uh, particularly because uh, he's highly rated. You would say maybe he's one of those uh, drivers, of course, uh, who is going to be in the limelight for the coming years when uh, Hamilton and Bottas, of course, leave. Uh, the Formula One deal. Yeah, uh, it it was it was very good for him to finish uh, uh, sixth. But uh, my only uh, disappointment was is for George Russell. This guy came in from Formula Two as champion, and he got a seat at Williams. But uh, he's a good driver. He's the first driver. He's a good he's driver. Good for, but the team has kind of let him, let him like, down. I think he knew what. They told him the project. They told him he was not going to win races. The same way they told Ricardo that in two years' time, 
<laughs> we are going to start finding ways and importing for that idea. <laughs> yeah, we are still six months. <laughs> so yeah, Torrendo, this is a good segue, Torrendo, who both both cars died. <laughs> you know when I was watching I was rewatching this right? Uh uh this guy is how can Babiska? caught fire mm, yeah, and he parked somewhere yeah. <laughs> and immediately he parked somewhere we got uh, Ricardo was already there <laughs> <laughs> so like, like what's going on both runners were off the grid at the exact same time that I think it was an electrical problem or something the cars just stopped working and this this safety car I think helped uh, Leclerc finish inside because Max was going to yeah, overtake him uh, it was like a blessing in this guy the gods, the gods of racing were like our boy Leclerc <laughs> yes right <laughs> the whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting race uh, that happened down there in Bahrain. But now we move on to the Chinese Grand Prix. And remember, you're still listening to the Lights Out podcast. Um, I'm here in studio with uh, Mike and Lawrence. Of course, these are the brains behind the Soccer Jaja podcast. I think you've come across that on SoundCloud and also AppCloud.com. Well, uh, talking about the Chinese Grand Prix, uh, to start with, of course, the bad news that happened down there. It wasn't the first time this year that we saw Ferrari there uh, having, of course, their old Achilles uh, heel problem of uh, poor strategy calls. Uh, returning to the event because uh, we saw their like Leclerc and Veto uh, getting to uh, sort of a mess at the start of the race and then uh, they seem to have uh, I think either it was Veto or Leclerc who missed uh, the race simulations of course uh, during practice session too so coming into this race uh, the German was uh, kind of uh, stuck in that year and I didn't know what was going on, but it looked like a bad decision, of course, because Vettel kept uh, locking up and losing time. Ferrari didn't even bother to ask him to come back through uh, and during the race. Because the player started in front of Vettel, mm-hmm. but uh, Hamilton had pace in this race. Yeah. So, at the beginning, at, yeah. Like they had to At the beginning of the race, uh, Vettel said, appeared to have more pace than Leclerc. Hmm. So, Ferrari instructed Leclerc to hold back and better overtake Vettel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Why don't they let Vettel to go through? So, Vettel goes in front of Leclerc and, and he, he, he loses the face. Yeah, and Leclerc was like, what's going <laughs> on? I just I had the face. Yeah. But then, you say this, this, this was good because uh, in the next race, Leclerc said no. He said no to that. He's like, I'm not going to slow down. Let him just come and pass me if he can. Uh, 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 it's it's like yeah, and uh, from this race, of course, uh, before we talk about uh, the win of the race, uh, impressive drivers that we haven't hinted so much so far. But uh, Sergio Perez, I think, uh, delivered once again uh, on race day. He started uh, in uh, in uh, in, in Paul Paul uh, two, Paul two uh, twelve, sorry, and then he quickly moved uh, himself to P eight. And by the end of uh, the opening tour, uh, it was closely followed, of course, by Ricardo. But uh, finishing eighth uh, for in the race uh, for Sergio Perez must have been uh, impressed with his performance down in China. Yeah, I feel like another driver was ignored that should lose his place is Pierre Gasly. You see, we were supposed to have the top six places filled. We know that this, uh, six competitive drivers. Yes, we don't know yeah, matter how they 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 are there, but yeah. they're supposed to be there. But we're in the third race of the season now, and Pergasly has just come to fourth or even the pole or or even the podium or anything. Well, in this race he got the fastest lap, but well. Yeah, but it was only like how he got the fastest lap is 
the rest was all but done and i remember uh they, they pitted him to yeah they pitted him, him they gave him they uh, gave him the soft, soft yeah, and they were that. like push go for that extra point for Red Bull. <laughs> because he was in his own league like i think he had a good weekend this yeah. time and he was he was he was in like well he was over love he had overlapped he had uh, he had loved uh, ricardo so clearly he had and yeah, he had to pit and where Kuviat did some weird shit at the beginning. The torpedo. <laughs> the torpedo. Yeah, I remember he clipped someone and either it wasn't Hulkenberg. I think it was Perez. I'm not sure who it was, but they had to go back to the pit stop because of Dan- Daniel Kuviat and they ended up not finishing the race. Uh, so what happened? He also didn't finish the race. <laughs> Interesting enough. <laughs> but. Uh, this was oh, to advantage of people like I think uh, Ricardo benefited from this, and uh, how can Martin finish this race either? So, Alright, and uh, of course we saw Hamilton there getting off to a great start and beautifully controlling the race uh, from his teammate uh, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, both of them showed uh, ominous pace in the first stint, but uh, it was uh, the, the Brito who pulled out a lead of over 10 seconds uh, to Veto and Leclerc, uh, of course to go on and claim uh, his uh, second victory of the season, of course. Uh, but. Another Mercedes uh, one to. It was another Mercedes uh, one to finish the third of the season. Yeah, at this point people were like, oh, Formula One is boring. No, yeah. Formula One Mercedes is so And uh, particularly it was the first time since 1992 that one team had scored one to finishes at the opening three events in the Formula One season. And uh, of course, as we speak right now, Mercedes of course continue to be relentless mm. to fight for for the championship well, again. Like they did last season. The championship is all but done. I mean, out of twelve races, yeah, one. I know, like, yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> the only challenge I think he has is Max. I think Max is the only one who can win like three extra races this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and from this race also, uh, shout out to Albon who started at at the bottom of the grid and finished 10. Uh, one would the say maybe he was the, the comeback grid. king uh, in this particular race. <laughs> the only Asian in the grid. The only person why we follow Toro Rosso. Who is the other Toro Rosso driver? Uh, the Tupido. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we shall be talking about the other drivers uh, later on on the Lights Out podcast as they will be coming to you thick and fast. But remember to check us out on all our social media platforms. Uh, and we are now available uh, on most of the SoundCloud uh, podcast platforms. That is SoundCloud Anchor FM, Cast FM, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and of course, AppCloud.com, Africa's leading podcast website. Remember, um, this podcast is going to be exclusive, free to everyone to chip in. Uh, guys, thanks uh, for coming in today for the first three episodes. This is our maiden, uh, one could call it uh, the pilot episode of the Lysol podcast. So I think you guys have to fix your visas up. Next week, we are flying to Europe, exactly. Azerbaijan. That's where we're going to be. True, true, true. Um, lights out. And away we go. And across the checkered flag, I think I'm going to pick that. You need to come in second. You need to come in second. It's time for the pit stop.